0: From the social justice classroom inside Cuboid Secondary, this is Voices, a youth-created podcast driven by a steadfast commitment to improving the world around us. Hello, my name is Raimundo,
1: and my name is Renato.
0: And you are listening to the Voices podcast. Today, we are excited to be interviewing Anna Matthews, a homeless outreach program coordinator from the well-known nonprofit Chimo Community Services.
1: Chimo provides a wide range of crisis care, transition, and education community services to the Richmond residents who need them. Access to housing is a key part of the work Chimo does, as it believes that a safe, stable shelter devoid of any violence is a basic human right.
0: We are looking forward to talking with Ms. Matthews about her experiences in helping people access housing, some of the homeless housing services GMO offers, as well as some of the ongoing challenges in providing accessible housing.
1: So, the first question we have for you is could you tell us a little bit about what inspired you to get involved in this line of work?
2: Yeah, it was actually a fluke. Uh, To be honest, the life plan was to become a GM and run hotels. So, I had been working in the hospitality industry for I'm going to say 10 plus year, and I randomly applied to a nonprofit on the island, and that's when I fell in love with the nonprofit sector and being able to help those who don't exactly have the advantages that somebody from, say, an affluent family would have. I luckily grew up in a well-to-do family in Latner. Um, I'm actually a proud indigenous woman who was adopted into a Caucasian family, and I had some of those advantages that others may not. So I really did get to see both sides. Um, actually my mother worked in non-prof, so on the weekends when we were little we used to go to the Canadian Cancer Society, if that's where she was at the time, and then she moved to the food bank. So it was really nice to get a taste of it when I started on the island. Uh, to see that one person can make a small difference because you don't have to make a large difference and say a group of hundred You can just take out one person um, And make them smile that day or you help them find a house um, So I really like the fact that I was no longer working for the man and what I did mattered
0: Wonderful story. Speaking of experience uh, Considering your field, what do you believe is the main causes of homelessness in Richmond?
2: Uh, let's be honest, we're in the middle of a housing crisis.
0: Um, minimum
2: wage, I believe, is still within, under the $16 mark. Um, a recent study published that the average wage someone must make just to pay for the basics, so we're just talking about food and housing, is $24 an hour. So the cost of living has gone up, but the paychecks have not. Um, I don't want to scare you guys, but once you get out there and you look into the rental market, because Who knows if you're going to be able to purchase the average houses, but just the rent prices, they're way too high and wages are way too low. So there's no way people can afford it. You're seeing a trend of people bunking up with like six people in one house. There's two people sharing a room. I've even seen a one bedroom where there are two bunk beds. So there's four people in that and they can barely just pay the rent. So I guess all in all, it's just the wages aren't high enough. There aren't enough subsidies. And inflation is just completely out of hand at the moment.
0: Hmm. I understand this because I actually work minimum wage. So I've noticed how little I get for the amount of time I work. It does seem like uh, economy is the main problem.
1: Would you be able to share some of the common situations you encounter when connecting people with housing or some of like, the stories of people that you've helped?
2: Yeah. So I have the privilege of being able to help a lot of women and children fleeing violence. As the HOP coordinator, I will help anyone who is at risk of being homeless or homeless. Um, So there are people from all creeds, all walks of life. But one of the most common things that I encounter are women and children fleeing violence. So let's just take it a typical scenario. They fled. They're on their own. They have to restart because most of the time they've been segregated from their families. They are being financially abused, not just physically or emotionally. So we set them up. So they can get on income assistance. The average income assistance payment is around nine hundred dollars. The average rent is twenty three hundred dollars. So you're, hopefully, you can see what the problem is here. How are they supposed to pay for just living? So that doesn't include supplies like I don't know, baby supplies, um, food. Um, everyone needs a phone because if they're going to get a job, they have to be, you have to be able to contact them. So that's what another couple hundred dollars each month. So you can just see that what we're provided does not even cover 50% of just housing. So this is a typical problem. There's not enough subsidies. There's not enough of anything really. So if people do want to find a place to live, we're having to move them further and further north where it's a little bit more
0: affordable. Mm generally very difficult in Richmond to get affordable housing or to just cover rent as a whole. As you understand it, uh, CHIMO's Homeless Prevention Program provides housing for at-risk individuals who are susceptible to becoming homeless. Uh, would you be able to go into further detail about these services and those who are struggling? And describe the uh, requirements to be accepted into the program.
2: So like I said, I myself help people who are homeless or on the verge or risk of being homeless. Um, There are no requirements other than that. You would have to be within the Richmond, Ladner, Lawson area because we cover all three of those areas. Um, Now, the housing department does branch off to things like HPP, which is a monthly subsidy um, that is run by my colleague Candy. Um, so it's about $450 a month that can go towards your rent that gets paid directly to the landlord. Um, we also have another section, which is our seniors program. So she helps with housing as well. It's generally when we couple up and we work together. Um, but CHIMO as a whole has so many programs. We've got everything from counseling to law advocacy. I'm actually coming to you right now from one of our confidential Uh, Transition houses, which I will not disclose where that is. Um, We've also got a second stage. Pretty much, if you can think of it, we are going to have a program for it. And if not, we can point you towards it. Um, I think it would probably take a couple hours just to go into detail on everything. So I'll leave it Mm -hmm. at that.
0: We know our particular groups that are disproportional to uh, becoming homeless are women and children. Are there any other uh, subgroups that uh, would become homeless as well?
2: Honestly, it's just those who are low-income. I mean, that just states the problem in itself. So perfectly low-income, you don't have enough income. Of course, you're going to be homeless. It's very common. I've run into quite a bit of people where because of where we are right now with inflation, they have to decide, do I pay for my vehicle to get to work or do I pay for my housing? So they pay for their car so Mm. they can get to work to pay for said car. Um, So basically just low income, I will note, just because it's a side passion project of mine, um, there is a disproportionate amount of indigenous people who are facing um, homelessness.
1: As Richmond uh, continues to develop its infrastructure at a rapid pace, for example, in the building of many skyscraper projects throughout the city, we assume that this is a positive thing for the homeless, as it could mean more affordable housing. But do you think that on the path of development that Richmond's currently on, is it going to like help reduce homeless in the city? Or could it cause more problems in housing for those who live on a reduced income?
2: On paper, I think it sounds like a good idea. Not only with creating more housing, of course, you have physical housing, but you create jobs. Um, in all aspect, everything from the actual building to the inspecting, even down to minute things like decorating, paint colors. So it's great in theory that it's going to create all these jobs, but we also have to remember that it may physically displace people who are maybe living in these lots or these places where they've established a community, a tent community, which we know is not legal, and a lot of people say they're an eyesore, but really. They've created these connections and it is their home. So by building on those lots, yes, we're building houses, we're creating jobs. We're also uh, destroying the community that they felt, which might be the only one stable thing they have going right now. So on paper, yes, it sounds great. It all comes down to perspective, which is a really hard thing to describe because I can only see it from my lens, um, Mm. obviously, as developer they're going to be super excited if the homeless person who's being physically displaced or possibly told they have the opportunity of a job now whether they're actually going to get that opportunity to fill that position is another question
0: because of this housing issue is this one of the reasons why uh providing housing to individuals is such an important pillar of chemo as an organization
2: Um, yeah, I mean, most people, you have your three basic needs, you need to have somewhere to live, you need food, and then you need some sort of sense of community to feel attached. Um, so yeah, it's a huge thing here. Um, more difficult thing every day (laughs) that we're working at. Um, but yeah, it's a huge, a huge thing to help people feel in control and stable within their lives so they can move forward and start working on the other pieces, to get to where they want to be, so they're living and not just surviving.
0: Mm, which is important to all of us.
1: Uh, could you describe um, how the difference might be from homelessness in a in like Richmond to as a bigger city like Vancouver?
2: I mean, I think it's more um, obvious in Vancouver because people point it out and... All over the news especially like way back in the day when the olympics and where they got shipped out because it was an eyesore they tend to like to herd them all into one area so it's a little bit more appealing because vancouver is a travel hot spot so richmond they're just allowed to wander and do what they want uh for the most part i mean of course the police interject and there's some guff um, but vancouver i would say it's more so They get corralled like cattle almost. Hmm. They get sent down to the east side.
0: Does Chimo have any goals or plans for the future to further support the issues of homelessness in Richmond?
2: I mean, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. And hopefully, you know, the goal is always to get more funding, expand more programs, get more resources. Um, So as to concrete ideas, that's left up to the higher up. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd have to contact them and ask our executive director or the board of directors. Um, but the goal is always just to try to expand the program and get more resources so we can reach more people within the community.
0: Mm-hmm. And what would people do if they wanted to get involved in this issue and get involved in the program?
2: Honestly, just start volunteering. It doesn't necessarily have to be at Chemo. Volunteer anywhere. Volunteer at the food bank. Volunteer at the Salvation Army. Donate your old clothing. Donate a can of peas you don't want. Just try to give back to the community. It doesn't matter if it's small or big. Just any way does help.
0: Thank you for your time. We sincerely appreciate it.
2: All right. You guys have a good day.